You're listening to While I Laughed, part one of Surviving in the Wilderness, Cocaine Bear. It'll be <laughs> What's your no. elevator pitch? Remembering to talk to people about it in elevators. That's the elevator, elevator pitch, pitch is I'm constantly moving the microphone farther away from Grant's face also, because his mic is better than mine. Not to, not to absolutely bring up childhood trauma like 90 shotgun seconds <laughs> into this, but that's what my family used to do with me and chips and salsa at Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly pushing the salsa further away. <laughs> <laughs> I was a middle child in a family where food was the battleground because we weren't good at expressing our needs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I have a really healthy relationship with them now because of the chips and salsa uh, chords. But anyways, we can cut that. That sounds great. Um, so yeah, so welcome to Well, I Laughed. And so far, super true. Maya and I, only ones that laughed. But at least that's, um, you know true to the podcast at least we're on brand i have um today's story and i'm really excited about it what's our theme for the the next two episodes yeah of the people theme is surviving nature or like out in nature kind of wilderness vibes um not true crime but kind of true crime adjacent i love that a lot like can't believe they survived uh, and <laughs> i can't believe i survived also spoiler alert in this case they don't <laughs> but that's okay i'd also say so last time i had a story the theme was be gay do crimes i would say this story's themes is the pervasive power of high school peer pressure <laughs> so so i teach at a school which is wonderful of high schoolers and that means i get to constantly kind of refine my taste in things recently i've been really into what i guess 14 year olds are into lots of problems and um specifically something that's really kind of piqued my interest recently is the Elizabeth Banks directed movie Cocaine Bear? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing I have been hearing about this since August because do you know who can't take notes but can follow minute by minute updates of the movie production of Cocaine Bear? And army of 14 boys, yeah. 14 year old boys. 14 year old boys were on it. I was hearing about Cocaine Bear before the trailer dropped, okay? Wasn't it based on a, like a. Truth loosely based on a true story. Well, guess what, Maya? You're going to have to find out tonight. That's exactly what this is. Oh, I'm so excited. But before we actually get into this, I just want to be, I am that person who like liked the band before it became popular. Like, oh I heard. God. Listen, I actually was first given a speech about Cocaine Bear in September and had lots of questions. And tonight... We We're try to answering answer those questions. questions. <laughs> so um, this is uh, recently dropped late February, early March 23. Oh, it's uh, out? Yeah, it's out right now. You can oh. go to the movie theater to see it. I had a friend that saw it recently, and they thought of me. Hold up. Pause. Um, there is... <laughs> the watch just told me I'm in a loud environment. That <laughs> <laughs> my eardrums, it can cause depression. <laughs> It's just me. It's just me. With hypersensitive audio equipment all around him and not finding it sideways. Meanwhile, my phone told me Cesar messaged back on Tinder, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> Our phones care re- about us. <laughs> Just in different ways. My <laughs> Please get away from this man or you're going to have temporary hearing loss. And my phone's like, while we're downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's great. Thank you. I I love that. It's important to have a support system in your life, you know? So, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Um, Cocaine Bear's out in theaters. I had a friend go see it, and they texted me immediately afterwards, said they thought of me, which I think... Because you're insult. a bear? I guess. Yeah, here's the thing. There's going to be actually a lot of gay jokes in this. <laughs> so, if you're not of the community, or have been invited to one of my dinner parties... <laughs> Now's a great time to just pause and don't Google gay animals because it's going to pull up those little oh. penguins at the Australian yeah. Zoo. Yep. Um, two, two and Birdie makes three or whatever. I don't know. Texas won't let you read the book anymore. Leslie <laughs> <laughs> Nope was not allowed to marry those penguins. Correct. <laughs> but like the gay community is full of like bears and otters and ghosts. Um, and ghosts? Yeah, you get ghosted all the time. Because uh, it was bad. It was okay. bad. It was bad. Um, it's like, wait a minute. So I'm going to make a lot of, of those jokes, too, because apparently I and Cocaine Bear have a lot in common. Do you do a lot of cocaine? Um, I think that's really, okay, undercover police officer. I think you can, <laughs> I think you gave away. So like, I think we're a friend. Gave away the game a little too quick there, FBI. <laughs> Damn it. Trying to get me on the record and everything. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, well. Um, so our our little story, our little story starts back in the... Late summer, early fall of 1985, when we meet our main character, Cocaine Bear, who in every single article I read is referred to as Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Get out. And then they just shorten it to Escobar the... Escobar! (laughs) Oh my god. Which is actually total slander, because the bear trafficked none of these drugs. (laughs) bear is just an opportunist okay? exactly here's the thing the bear was yet again a victim of an affluent white man <laughs> wrong place wrong time honestly it's sorry about america folks and that's what runs here so uh the true story of cocaine bear starts in september 1985 when and here comes the villain or the hero Oh. Um, or the old witch that shows up at the castle in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Andrew. She's my favorite. Hey, everyone. Uh, were you about to say Andrew Tate? No. <laughs> He's in jail for pissing off Greta Thunberg. That was his only crime. <laughs> <laughs> According to him. Mm. So 1985, Andrew Thornton dies in a parachuting accident. And before this becomes a cautionary tale, your mother might tell you before you go parachuting. Parachuting. Let's talk about this for a second. First, so Andrew Thornton's name is all over all of these articles. But he wasn't flying the plane he had to jump out of alone. He had an accomplice who was like unnamed in every single article. I think maybe also dies or is just so boring that a story about a cocaine up animal 
they just forget to mention him. <laughs> oh my God. But there is a, there is another person out okay. there, maybe someone who knows the whole truth. Admittedly, I gave this research project about 40 minutes. Okay, so. Admittedly, I also don't care what his truth is at this point. It's, <laughs> there's you. a movie. Andrew Thornton has an accomplice, and they are in a little Cessna, and it's going the down. Cessna? Little, little, little engine plane, whatever okay, kind of stuff. Kind of think of like, uh, get crash landed in Alaska vibes. But okay. they're flying yeah. over northern Georgia. Which includes both the district Marjorie Taylor Greene represents, <laughs> and in September of 1985, tons of cocaine that they threw out of this Cessna. Hell yeah! So uh, Andrew Carter Thornton II is his full name. Let's let's get a little bit more about him. So. Uh, Andrew, Drew, Drew, uh, was the son of a wealthy Kentucky magnate uh, who had earned his fortune through horse breeding. I'm sorry, did you just pronounce magnate as a magnet? I was trying to get to the crucial detail here, <laughs> which is that this family He's had a so... love of animals. He's so magnetic. <laughs> I bet he was. Listen, listen. I don't. I'm not going to give away too much, but um, this man goes out in style. So okay, his okay. dad is super successful, and unlike every other kid you've ever met with rich parents, he doesn't turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> And so while daddy is breeding a prize winning horses in Kentucky, Andrew Thornton II is piloting small airplanes full of cocaine over northern Georgia's forests. You know, we love an entrepreneur. Um, I guess something goes wrong in the flight. Perhaps there was a weight imbalance because they had almost a thousand pounds of cocaine on this flight and so andrew thornton seeing the plane goes down straps as much as he can onto himself and then what he can't throw onto himself he throws out of the plane door oh my god into the i saw it pronounced a couple of different ways it's close to chattanooga but it's like chattachuchi i do apologize i know it's indigenous and i do not know how to pronounce it but the forest of northern georgia okay. throws a bunch of stuff out then he throws himself out with a parachute and 880 pounds of cocaine strapped to his body <laughs> Wait, so there were, how much cocaine was in plane total? So it's actually really kind of difficult to get how much cocaine was on this plane because those of us who know the story, the, the bear <laughs> does eat quite a bit of it. <laughs> so authorities had a hard time really establishing like, how much cocaine, uh, roughly around a thousand pounds. That's like a lot of cocaine he managed to strap to his body. Well, I wouldn't say managed because he landed on the driveway of someone oh. in Chattanooga with... Gucci loafers on and 880 <laughs> pounds of cocaine strapped to his body. Now that alone, insane. Imagine being late for school because, because there was so much cocaine and Gucci loafers, which variety, you've got to bless the gays. Variety put that in there too. Gucci loafers. Like you're getting, you're getting the fashion report from the autopsy from the local Chattanooga. Oh my God. And that's like, that's a crazy enough story as it is. Like unplug it, enjoy the rest of your run. Like that's it. We're done. Yeah. But that's actually just where the story begins. Because also not right away, like four weeks later. Sorry, not four weeks later. I'm now looking at my notes. Months. Crucial difference there. December, four months later, a huge black bear is found dead with traces of cocaine in its system. That is 
unbelievable. I just hope it wasn't driving before the death. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the bear was responsible with his drug use. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Lord knows I know plenty of bears who haven't been. Oh my God. First gay joke. There we go. Let's take Number a one. <laughs> <laughs> So this bear, and listen, I'm not here to fat shame anyone. First, this bear is a 175 pound black bear, which one, actually a little bit too small to count as a bear in the gay community. A hundred, wait, 175 pounds? <laughs> right. I think it's a pretty young cocaine bear. Sorry. That does not. Bear who got caught up in cocaine. Seem right. <laughs> That's but, like what I weigh. Not what I weigh, but like respectfully. Sure. In like the, my horse used to, is like a half ton. I've seen pictures of it. I could believe 175. I could also believe 400. Not a bear. I mean, I am a bear expert. Not, <laughs> not in this way. You know what I mean? 170 pounds. Also crazy to think. It's only 30 pounds. That doesn't make sense. Andrew Thornton jumped out of the plane with four black bears worth of cocaine. <laughs> strapped to his body. body. <laughs> oh, this poor bear ate its literal body weight. The tough thing about doing research for the story is that every article is like, haha, isn't this hilarious? That I don't think any editor went through any of these facts. <laughs> they were like, this can't be a real story, so it doesn't Cor- matter. Correct. Get everybody. Listen, so they find the bear dead, right? Okay. And the bear either consumed 35 pounds or 70 pounds of cocaine. And that's a double difference. Like, that's, that's a huge range. A lot of cocaine. Right. Again, this is just what I've been able to find. I too would be dead. I don't think anyone was like, well, let's investigate how much cocaine the bear had. (laughs) Um, So a 175-pound black bear shows up dead from an apparent um, cocaine overdose. Near his body, they find 40 opened plastic containers with traces of cocaine in it. Um, And that is what then gets the cocaine bear name off and running and that's unfortunately kind of really it the bear doesn't go on like a serial murder rampage it doesn't go to ibiza with its friends like it just dies in the northern (laughs) georgia forest another life cut tragically too soon from drug use it saw that marjorie taylor green was going to be its representative (laughs) in the near future and it decided Part of me wants to be like, it went out on top. Like, you know, they got fired from their job. They had enough money for like one crazy weekend. And then they were like, you know what? There's nothing left worth living for. I Here's the thing. I am actually saying all of this because I really do hope the bear had a good time. Because what we do yeah. to this bear then afterwards is like so indignant. Oh, no. <laughs> so first, um, Elizabeth Banks reads, uh, like, uh, who who played Regina George in Mean Girls, and I need to emphasize that. Oh my God, I did not put that 100%. This isn't some, like, fringe person. This is famous movie actress Elizabeth Banks reads the initial reports and was like, I need to do this story justice. Specifically, and y'all, this is a direct quote from one of her interviews. Wait, hold on. Isn't Regina George Rachel McAndrews or something? I don't know. Never mind. Continue. Oh, shucks, you're right. Who is Elizabeth Banks? She is, she's in Pitch Perfect. She's a blonde woman. Oh, the like, the, yes. What else has she been in? I always get them confused. We're going to have to cut that part out. (laughs) She is also not in. Um. Oh, she, she was like one of the judges. Yes, like one of the announcers. Yeah, in Pitch Perfect. Okay, what else was she in? Charlie's Angels, Pitch Perfect 2. 
Walk of Shame, Spider-Man, 2002, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. She anyway. was made in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> she was. Okay, but she's like a famous movie actress, okay. Elizabeth Banks, and this is now a direct quote, and I'm so sorry that we got this name wrong. I'm sorry to besmirch the name of Regina George. How dare you? Listen, I'm a gay man, so it's actually cool that I don't know that. No, I'm kidding. Toxic she masculinity doesn't even exist in... Yes, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Samuels is gay now. Um, um, Elizabeth Banks tells a newspaper, quote... I saw the original reports and I wanted to give an opportunity for the bear to show his point of view. Girl. She had deep sympathy for the bear. And she was like, you know what I need to do? I need to share this bear's perspective. And this bear's perspective was, I then committed a mass murder. <laughs> she totally wrote her own narrative. It was like this bear had to have killed somebody. Like, you're not Jane Goodall here speaking for the bears. You're like, what if I took this victim of a drug crime and had it then murder a bunch of white people in Northern Georgia? You know. I'm not saying not? it's an analogy for racism. <laughs> but that's none of my business <laughs> no here's anything so this is truly i mean other than the fact that elizabeth banks wants to sh- save your reputation and then cast you as this season's hottest villain that's um hilarious. other shit happens so dr alonzo is the like head medical examiner of georgia at the time or at least for their parks department. I don't know. They kind of like brushed over his official title, but he's the one that investigates it. And he's like, yep, it's cocaine. Seen this before. But then he says, I don't want to waste the body. So he has it taxidermied and gives it to the um, natural resource recreation area of Northern Georgia to like display and it's like visitor center. It's like, let's stuff this bear and have it greet families who are trying not to fight in public. Yeah. <laughs> the next 60 year old's like, mommy, what's cocaine? Exactly. Also, where did I come from? So then it disappears. <laughs> shocking. The like ranger station doesn't have top notch security. And the bear that ate so much cocaine it died <laughs> is a funny thing to have. So it then disappears until it reemerges later on down the line at a pawn shop, which means we don't even know if the body of current cocaine bear is really even cocaine bear. But fortunately, it's rescued from the indignities of a pawn shop and can now be found at, and I'm not joking when I say this title, Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. There are five words in that name and not a single one of them make any sense. <laughs> And for those of you wondering, you can still go find it there. That's where its body rests, if that's what you want yeah, to call. I, I think it's like perpetually twitching. Here's the thing. The I've also loved an Auntie Anne's pretzel, but do I want my <laughs> remains to be scattered outside of one? No, absolutely not. I don't think... Listen, the gay community has such a hard time when it comes to respecting each other because we don't respect ourselves. That's, but yeah. no bear would be found dead <laughs> in a mall in Kentucky. But uh, don't worry, they did bling him out. They got a little gold chain and a little placard, and it says, don't do drugs or you'll end up dead, dot, 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 or maybe stuffed. That bear's gay. I don't know how else to say <laughs> That's a sex joke, and honestly, kind of a lazy one. Like, I've heard better writing. <laughs> the writers need to reevaluate right. their career choices. So then, now imagine my little predicament i have now uncovered 
as many facts as possible I can about, about cocaine bear. bear. Many of these facts, by the way, contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that bear weighed 175 pounds. It might be 175 pounds now that it's stuffed. I don't know. I feel like it had to have weighed like exponentially more than I think that. exponentially would mean like over a thousand pounds if not yeah. a half person. I don't think it, if like you Google, see pictures it's not bear? a huge I think like um, but I think a small black bear known as the whispers of the forest for those of us who like to hike um, <laughs> 300, 400 pounds I think 100% you know oh my god bear okay first <laughs> hold on quick we're getting a quick fact check here <laughs> okay average weight of a black bear just did a quick google and it says male adult. Listen to this range: 130 okay. to 660 pounds. The gay community continue. <laughs> <laughs> and the same for female. Or, no, female bears: 90 to 180 pounds. I hate that your range is so much smaller. <laughs> yeah, what? What black bear raised that average? Imagine I... being the one black bear. Girly, I think it's more like black bear society, which is like kind of tolerates <laughs> a bigger body size in male bears, but has this like unrealistic body expectation for female bears. That's hilarious. Like, My, how does it feel to know myself. that you fall on the upper end of the black bear female weight chart? Hey, I weigh 140 pounds. So like, I'm like in the middle. Yeah, no, you are a healthy human woman, but... <laughs> But Not I the also... first one asked to prom in the black bear community. <laughs> I am also not a 90-pound female I black think what's bear. insane is that they were able to get the weight of the dead black bear spot on, but I have no idea how much cocaine it's <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like there's, like, scientific methods now that could show about sure. how much cocaine well, bear had had. I mean, there was I no way to know how much was on the plane because, like, drug dealers are famous for, like, not telling no, anyone else I would have an Excel spreadsheet have. for that. For sure, but, like, do you have the password? You know? It's probably Gucci Loafer's love. You wouldn't be 85. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm now at this crossroads where I'm like, I have found every little last detail of this story. Yeah. Honestly, again, shout out to Elizabeth Banks, who's not in Mean Girls, um, <laughs> for being able to turn it into a full motion picture. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, but I did find other articles, and one of these articles was titled, What Cocaine Bear and Other Stories say about the human condition and I, i'm sorry it wasn't on medium before you asked <laughs> but i do love the era that we live in you know where i'm like isn't cocaine bear a great chance to discuss kind of like the human spirit <laughs> And if you don't think for a fact that that's not how i'm ruining some 14 year old boy's <laughs> day tomorrow then you don't know why I went to teaching, honey. You don't know why I went into teaching. So, uh, um, oh my God, Nathan Lentz, a professor of biology at John Jay College, sounds fake. Yeah, that's um, no, no, just like Trump University. And hundred percent, hundred percent try. Well, um, Professor Nathan Lentz, author of the book "Not So Different." Finding human nature in animals tells us this, that these stories of like animals on drugs or animals on substances or like rogue animal moments resonate with us because they reveal animals aren't all that different from humans, which does mean that all of my gay jokes were actually spot on <laughs> and that a professor agrees with me. 
I was right. Therefore, you're correct. Yes. In all things, actually. I was correct before, but now I have further proof. You were correct before. It was cool. <laughs> I just want to point out, I don't know how you managed to take the story about like cocaine bear and make us all like kind of bored with it, but that sentence does it right there. It does. I now like don't care. There's more. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Quote, and I don't know if this is from the book or just him talking to this journalist who interviewed him, okay. but I imagine it's been a really big week for him. Just with the release of Cocaine Bear and all. Um, I think these moments resonate with us because we see that animals are not so different from us. With quirky tendencies, confusion, and behavior that doesn't make sense. They get confused. Make mistakes. Okay, They're clumsy, misjudge their surroundings, etc. They fully wrote out the word in the quote. (laughs) And this violates our expectations with hilarious results. I wish so when a bear does cocaine. <laughs> I know. I wish it was like I wish it was like when a bear does cocaine, better watch out. They they love a little Marlboro nightcap as they end of that kind of experience. They're like when a bear does cocaine, it's really an insight into Absolutely. our human experience. <laughs> but when a human does cocaine, right. it's a poor choice. Suddenly it's like a cry for help and like something you shouldn't Venmo for in Las Vegas, Grant. <laughs> for legal reasons neither of us had done cocaine 100 percent. yeah <laughs> our drinks are just little radicals <laughs> rattlers so some people think cocaine bear is like a beautiful reflection of the human spirit and as this think it's funny that a drug dealer died in a parachuting accident and then all of his cocaine was eaten by a bear and elizabeth banks thinks it's important to share the bear's perspective which is that if he could he would have murdered everyone there's like (laughs) there's no good perspective on this story which is why it's so fine for us to do it as a podcast because (laughs) there are no victims and honestly we're elevating this discourse without doing anything else so then and this is good i just wrote in all caps underneath this clearly running out of time drunk moose drunk squirrels because that is actually something that happens in nature are you familiar no okay so fruit will fall from trees and much like the apple not far from the tree Uh, That was so bad. I'm that sorry. Was really bad. <laughs> but then they would sit on the ground and fester, or as the scientists yeah. call it, ferment. Yeah. And then they come around and they eat it, and they get a little drunk. And oh. you can see a bunch of like traffic reports from Anchorage, Alaska, of drunk moose like running through the town. Okay, that's terrifying. But it's also really funny because drunk moose don't get drunk when humans get drunk because they don't have day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like noon and there's a drunk moose. And I don't know why that's so much funnier to me, but it is. It is daylight. Exactly. Like a, Sir? Like a drunk moose at 2 a.m. Well, sure, who's not? You know, yes, like yeah. one of us, yeah. right? But a drunk moose at the lunch hour, man, you got to stop doing this. What if it's like on a weekday too? People are just 100%. trying to get back to their jobs after Would your mom want to see lunch? you like this? Like, what's going on here, man? Dude, you got to stop. You're, you're really violent when you get drunk. I also think for moose, who get like clumsy and because there are tanks they can become violent like what do you think it mellows squirrels out 
Because <laughs> you know how we have it that friend. Yeah, hundred percent. And we all have that friend that like might be a little neurotic, but like get two drinks in them, and they just become like really nice to kind of chat with on the couch. Yeah. What if squirrels are cool when they're a little buzzed? And how can we find out? <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me. Of... Okay, this story starts out problematic. It gets interesting. Uh, so my ex-boyfriend had a bit of a drug problem. Mm. Before I met him, he was... And you're not gay, so that's actually kind of a bigger problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just a straight white man. So like, no... With a little drug habit. Yeah. With a little, little yeah, drug habit. 100%. And so I also didn't understand that hallucinogenics weren't addictive at the mm. time. And so I would, he had, he like didn't do any of the addictive stuff anymore, but he did occasionally, he would like do some hallucinogenic. And at, at one point he did it and then he didn't tell me. And I like took offense to that as one does, sure. which is fair. I think if That's like- I kind of want to know what I'm supposed to be operating with when I'm operating around you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to expect, 100%. right? And so he actually pulled up the study to show me which is like so on brand for him. And I hate it now that I think about it, but the study, I will never stop thinking about because it was actually like very interesting. Do you hate the fact that the study changed your mind? Is that what I'm seeing you queue up to right now? A little bit. Okay. He, he was very smart. He just didn't have any like, I don't know, motivation to like use it, which is why he's Been like- there, dated at, still a little heartbroken over it. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Um, so he pulled up a study and he showed me that they want this, oh God, this like group of scientists wanted to show um, like what it was like when like rodents would get on drugs, mm. like get drunk or do whatever. And so they put a bunch of rats, I think, in like this cage and gave them a bunch of stuff to do. So like a bunch of like toys and like, like the little swirls and meant, shit. Like, Molly pills. <laughs> We're getting that. <laughs> We're getting that. <laughs> and the rats like enjoyed all the shit. You know, they like right. did their little rat thing and <laughs> vibed. Then they took all of the stuff out of the cage. New group of rats, right? To like right. keep it a clean experiment. And then put a bunch of like instead of water, those like little water guys put right. like drugs in there, right? Cool. Like hallucinogenics. I like like my all rats that kind of party. That's yeah, the rats, rats like went for it, right? <laughs> they were all over. I don't know what their reaction was. That but... life has to be so horrendous that I do not judge them at all for Right? It. <laughs> but then they did a third experiment where they did both. So they gave the, the drugs to the rats and then also gave them all of the stuff to entertain themselves. Okay. And every time the rats barely touched the drugs. Okay. So like the moral of the story is that people tend to just do drugs when they're bored. Wait, are you saying we studied rats and it really is hugs over drugs? Is that what I'm yeah. supposed to understand? <laughs> that moose got drunk That's because so they didn't funny. have any external, I don't know. I think it says a lot about the Alaskan education system. <laughs> but there aren't enough enrichment opportunities for moose. Honestly, they need to get one of those like slow feeders for the moose. So I love that we're kind of now in those like at all closing credits on yeah. the scene kind of stuff. Because yeah. I then have, I do have one more thing that I need to mm -hmm. confess. It is the last thing on my little notes. Oh, I'm excited. So uh, again, I'm a teacher. And at times I've been called a decent one. Never been fired. So that's a huge. That's a lie. I have been, I've never been fired. I have, plenty of people have said stuff about my practice though. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, so I had a kid today in one of my classes. He was like super far ahead of everything, like brilliant, you know, challenging them can be hard. We, we do, we do really love that. But they're also like, just kind of like a cool kid, things like that. Mm. A cool kid, not in the sense that I like hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, hey, you like kind of are, you understand the world a little bit. Yeah. So as I helped their classmates write sentences, I um, gave them a fun little 
research assignment. And I was like, this is perfect. It's like kind of a bottomless pit for you to explore. And if I get observed right now, you are Googling something on your computer as I actually help the kids who need to get caught up. Yeah. So I think it's genius. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what if you research like fun, I survived in the wilderness stories? Because I'm like, this is going to also enrich my story let's help each other and this child god bless him found this which is almost the reverse of what i was looking for so it can be really funny when animals act like humans as we've just discussed it's not nearly as fun as when humans act like animals for instance there is and this was found by god the case of grizzly man timothy treadwell who spent 13 years living with grizzly bears before they ate him. <laughs> oh my God, that's spent over a decade of his life. And then one day they were like, you're out. This is like the worst version of like the Jungle Book and Tarzan. And the toughest part is I don't even think the bears were on cocaine when they killed him. <laughs> They're like 13 years. We've waited exactly, 13 years. Exactly. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Like, this is literally like, what's the original version of all the like, Cinderella story is like the princess tales called the ones that are oh the, like the brothers grim the brothers yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. brothers grim version hundred percent as to why you shouldn't hang out with bears yeah it's do you know what I am really excited for though mm. for Elizabeth Banks to tell those bears point of view on the story the guy was really annoying <laughs> listen if cocaine bear has a follow up I hope it's man eater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's like the story of like how he's a white man mansplaining like how 100%. to catch fish. He's like, you know what? Literally the like analogy uh, options are almost endless with man spends yes. 13 years in community that did not welcome him. <laughs> Faces consequences. <laughs> man pushed limit too far. Because here's the thing. The one the maybe the only thing in common with all of these stories is that that a single woman was up to that kind of foolery? <laughs> they weren't in the plane. Ever. They would never parachute with four black bears, female, worth of cocaine strapped to their body. <laughs> they would never spend 13 years living with a grizzly bear. And I bet the scientists who drugged the rats were men. Oh, yeah, probably. 100%. Yeah, there's no way that's not the case. This podcast did not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's the that's the story of Cocaine Bear. Such a funny story. It was a real privilege to research. And you, <laughs> listen, I'm absolutely going to go watch this movie over this weekend. I would like to go. 100%. You're going to have to pa- tolerate my, uh, like the way I eat movie theater popcorn. I just kind of like open my mouth and shove as much of it <laughs> as, as I can. Again, I was a middle child. I don't know how else I'm supposed to explain this to you. Well, we'll come back to this. It's the chips and Mike all over again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with an updated review of Elizabeth Banks's uh, take on the bear story and 100%. my review on the noises Grant makes <laughs> movie theater popcorn. Ooh, what an exciting podcast. Can't wait. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, y'all. Till next time. Bye. Bye.